Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. Uh, Jeremy, after after one of the busier weeks we've had since E3, I'd say, last week, uh, gearing up for and then reacting to and then analysing the PlayStation Showcase, how are you going this week? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a busy week for, for things that we were doing. And also just like me personally, I was also like starting a new job position and all of that stuff at the same time. Yeah. So I am, I am uh, running on fumes and V8 Power Blend Healthy Green Juice. Serves two veggie servings. Veggie uh, servings? Per 250 mil. And this is a 1.25 liters. So this is, uh, what's that? Five veggie servings uh-huh um no no it's more than that's 10 sorry yes sorry yeah yeah 10 yes you're right 10 10 veggie servings um in <laughs> there's 10 veggies in that bottle in one small convenient pack package um yeah i'm 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 i don't know I'm looking forward to this week because i'm doing a whole lot of this work <laughs> <laughs> how are you going I'm good. I'm good. I, I was marveling a little bit at how the the drink you're holding is sort of the exact shade of green that is if you mixed. Oh no, it's it's actually just the shade of your jumper. I was going to say if you mix the the green of your razor headset with the with the olive green of your jumper, and you'd get the drink. But that's actually just the olive green of your jumper. Well, the lid is actually the color of my of my headphones, <laughs> <clears throat> and and the 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 liquid itself is the color of my of my jacket, uh, my, my my jumper it, rather. So I am it's like a Jeremy I'm actually, figurine. I'm actually very coordinated right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, you and I played some forts last night before we went to bed, and you didn't yell at me. <laughs> I didn't yell at you. It was <laughs> a great one most of the games. <laughs> Yeah, we were dealing with some fire spread bullshit. Um, I didn't. I didn't feel outclassed in a way that I couldn't respond to, which is how I normally feel when I lose in that game. Although I, I think I, I think I'm a bit more measured with that. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next time we play forts. Point being, though, <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was telling you at the time, I, because I had my cat on my lap, I had my chair a bit lower to the ground because that's better for my legs when he's there which meant I, my arm wasn't in line with my armrest, which meant that I was sort of holding it up while we were like clicking a lot and using the mouse in this you know 2D strategy game. And when we finished the game, I was like, oh, I can't do another one of those. I got to go to bed. <laughs> my whole arm hurts. <laughs> like, a, like an RSI, like, you know, you start talking about ulnar deviation and play nation and i don't know what all the other things are but i'm like oh this is i've done a bad right okay you should thankfully it's um... fine this morning but oh okay cool right good (laughs) i went to bed just like rubbing my arm just like ew (laughs) (laughs) i played games against two against jeremy too hard (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was aiming too fast with the sniper (laughs) um well Thank you, everyone, for joining us here. Uh, as I said at the start, this is minimap.com.au's uh, weekly podcast uh, for game news and uh, what we'll be playing and stuff like that. Uh, you can go to minimap.com.au to find uh, this episode of the podcast, all other episodes of this podcast, and our other podcasts, such as the 
pecking order, our uh, pop culture kissability podcast, and uh, the Game Spoilers podcast, which is our game club. Uh, we've got exciting stuff coming up for that. We're finally going to do Outer Wilds, Jeremy's game of 2019. Um, uh, that's yours too, be- right? <laughs> Pardon? Wasn't it your game for 2019 as well? I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I think it was. was. I should go back and listen. Uh, that, that's tricky to remember because we recorded that one and then like the week after we recorded Game of the Decade. Yeah. I think and it was also, it was was also my ago. Game of the Decade, but I don't know if it was yours. I don't think it was. I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to go back and listen to those now. You can too on minimap.com.au. Um, we also have the, uh, the occasional written word up there on the podcast as well. Uh, my old Red Dead 2 article... Uh, Jeremy's written some stuff about No Man's Sky and Animal Crossing. June wrote about Wolfenstein, I think. It's all up there. Um, so go check it out. Um, if you want to support us, you can rate this podcast uh, with a positive rating on whatever service you use, whether it's, you know, just a little plus to subscribe or the hearts or the thumb up or the if there's stars, it's great. And uh, I don't know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can give it some high star rating and some positive words would go a long way to help. Um, you can also support us monetarily at patreon.com slash minimapau if you are so inclined to do so. So inclined to do so. I always mess that up. Um, and also, just uh, before we wrap up the housekeeping here, we just wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And that is Shook as in to shake. I am Shook. Yes. <laughs> Shooken. Shaked. Should I just start thinking shaked? I don't think so, because they no. didn't make the music for us. No, Shook did. Shaked. Shaked did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. Moving on. Um, <laughs> let's, just, let's just forget I, uh, I, uh, I went down that particular train of thought. Um, well, the good news is, Kerry, is that staying in. <laughs> no! Uh, so, guess what, everybody? It's another week where we haven't played the most recent games, but that isn't going to stop us talking about the things we did play. Um, that said, there is one game here that is brand new. Jeremy, why don't you lead us off with Tales of Arise? There's two games on here that's brand new. Um, I don't. I just don't recognize the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I played Tales of Arise um, mm-hmm. because uh, the uh, I, on PlayStation on Operation PlayStation I, another podcast I do with Dash on Dash Gamer on Dash Gamer dot com. Um, he told me to play this game because he read he reviewed it uh, a ten out of ten. Um, and like to be fair he likes a lot of jrpgs and a lot of anime stuff and so i was looking at this going like i i don't know if i would like this or not but and then i saw a lot of other reviews from it and everybody giving it nine out of tens ten out of tens 8.5 out of tens like is reviewed very 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 well i was like okay maybe i i really should give this a go so i downloaded it and started playing it um i will preface this by saying i got about three hours in before realizing it was a tales game um <laughs> and I know what you might say, Jeremy, it's in the name. But Tales of Arise, the name of this game, is a whole lot less uh, Tales franchise than the other 
entries into the Tales franchise, uh, it, such it, as t- Tales of Vesperia, for example. Uh, there's Tales of Fantasia. Um, there is Tales of... Hang on, let me, I'm just going to really, really quickly grab up the list. So we got I've Tales already got of, it here for you, buddy. I've already got it. So we've got uh, Tales of Symphonia, yeah. Legendia, Abyss of the Abyss, Tales Bas- of Basiria, Zestinia. Sorry, sorry, Zestiria. Berseria. Zilia, I think is how you say that middle one. Tales of Zilia. With an X. Turns out, turns out there's a lot of fucking Tales games. Um, There are like so many Tales games. A lot of them named after fake words. Mm. Yep. Um, And I've never played any of these games before. Um, I have seen them in the shops and I have heard about them in passing, but I honestly didn't know anything about the Tales games. And it turns out the Tales franchise is huge. And it also turns out that the Tales franchise is like maybe like the third or fourth biggest like JRPG series um, in games. Um, right. Like behind Final like, Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Yeah. And like, I guess Pokemon, if you count it, um, like, and uh, Persona, I guess at this point, but even then I'm not sure if Persona is really outpaced the Tales franchise because Tales franchise is just massive. So like, yeah. Anyway, so I started playing it. Um, this game is really good. Yeah, <laughs> this game is really, really good. Um, it, it, it the the opening like the opening world exposition dump that they give you is like like my head was spinning. Like I was, wasn't taking in a lot of it. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of tales history that you can tell, um, and like the, the, the exists in in this game, but it's. It doesn't feel like that this game is like a a really like it doesn't feel like it's incredibly important. And I don't mean to say it's unimportant, but it, it, it feels like a story in the Tales universe, not like, you know, a defining Tales story, at least at the moment where I'm up to, which is really not that far, like maybe seven or eight hours. Um But like the 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 characters are really good. The voice acting is like pretty decent as well. Like it's fun. Um similar to uh, you know, like older Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy, like nine and ten, kinda, and like it's better than those. It's 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 like it's like Dragon Quest. They are like it can't be an over the top, but they're all very sincerely doing it. It's fun. It's good. It's enjoyable. Um, the game is fucking gorgeous. It is, is it? such. It is such a pretty game. It is such an incredibly pretty game, and it runs at a solid sixty. It runs super, super, super fucking well. Um, it's got this really good mix of stylization and realism, but like it, it toes that line really well with like nice shading, like thin outlines um, around objects and characters. Um, but the lighting is really, really strong. Um, the colors are really vibrant. It's like it's a really, really good looking game. Um, and the combat is really, really quite fun as well. It's, it honestly, it's, this game has reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake, to be completely honest with you. Um, because the, you're saying the, a lot of, you're saying a lot of words that are making me raise my eyebrows. I know, I know. Cause I was, I was actually thinking that you actually probably would enjoy this game as I was playing it. Um, because the, the structure of the world is very like, 
you're you're moving through uh like spaces like you would in Final Fantasy VII, which is just like smaller zones that are connected by doors, um, uh, little like doorway type like uh, gates, and the there are like there's the main quest and then the subquests, um, and the subquests are like quests that you do in that area while you're there. I believe I don't I don't I don't know I'm not far enough into the game to know how much backtracking you can do, um, or are required to do. Um, but it's got that more linear chapter by chapter, area by area kind of kind of kind of yeah. Um, I know that the like there are areas I can't go back to already, so I it does feel like the Final Fantasy VII style, like more linear chapters section, like the way they tell that story. Um, but yeah, like I'm 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 not sure what it would be like to go back and do things that you haven't finished, for example. Um, the combat is is quite cool. It is not super super deep. Um, I would say less deep than Final Fantasy is at the moment. Anyway, um, they are still tutorializing things and giving me more and more things um, to play with while in the combat arenas. But the um, the combat arenas are like you run up to an enemy and then you enter like an instance battle. But there's no there's no turn based um, fighting or anything. It is all active. And you have like a regular attack mover and then you have um, three different arts that you can uh, choose from. Um, but you've also got your party members that are running around in the arena as well and you can tell them to use their arts um, and you can change characters. I don't know if you can change characters on the fly or you can only decide when you, before you enter a, a fight. I'm not too sure about that. Um, but it, it reminded me of like the Final Fantasy VII, like, you know, changing characters in the middle of combat sort of thing. Um, or at least, you know, telling your characters to use moves um, while you're still fighting to like assist you or, or do damage. Um, so yeah, and like, and it's got a similar dash type um, mechanic to Final Fantasy as well. Um, I haven't found a block button yet. I'm not sure if there is. Um, but it's it's really cool. The, the, the story is very like, there's like warring factions and different races of people and you're a guy named Iron Mask and he's a he's a guy with an iron mask on his head Whoa. that he that he can't take off because it doesn't like it, it fits around his head that he can't take it off. And someone asks him how does he eat and he goes like annoyingly. Um and he doesn't know his name and he doesn't remember anything about his past and so he's just known as Iron Mask. Um and he's totally going to be royalty at some point in this game or something. He's going to be the prince of some king or the, you know, some legend or prophecy or whatever. Prince. Prince to the, to the Iron Throne. To the Iron Throne. Um, uh, and he's very, like, he's had a couple of, like, pretty full-on anime moments. Like, there was a, there was a guy who got attacked by, like, the, the villain characters and he was on the ground dying. And the guy's like, "You've gotta save us." And he goes like, and he uh, like as he's like saying his final breath, and he's like, "Look in the bushes." <laughs> and and so your character and the and the the like annoying royalty princess woman who's like really like like racist against some of the other races in these games, um, uh, is like, "Well, let's go have a look at the bushes." And so we go in the bushes, and there's like a cooking pot there, and the so then like. 
Iron Mask starts going like, you know, like, I can't believe he does high his his final breath was to tell us about this cooking pot. I will take this cooking pot and make sure that it doesn't like, you know, that it doesn't get fall into the enemy hands because this was the and like I'm sitting there going like this is so much. Um <sighs> but like the music is rising and swelling and he's like yelling into his hands at this cooking pot that he found and it's like it's it's you know it's fucking silly but it's really fun um okay the 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 battle theme is really good the music is great in this game um the overworld design is is like sorry the the not overworld the like the hub areas with npcs um they're quite cool as well the npcs have got plenty of things to say like so much to say Mm. um and they tell the story in like four different styles in this game it's like there is traditional cutscenes with the voice acting there are the like uh there's like the two camera um like dialogue that you would see in a lot of games which is just text and then characters sort of like narrating it but they're not like acting um there is comic book style panel of like uh still characters talking in the comic book um with dialogue mm. and then there's just like text and characters going <gasps> while like like text is coming up um there are like four different ways you can be told the story throughout this game and they just they they swap between them all the fucking time depending on like like you know the really intense moments obviously they want like you know a really good well acted and an animated cutscene um for the lesser stuff they just put text and like it's it's funny how you, you can tell the level of importance of the cutscene you're going to be seeing yeah. and it also like helps you figure out how they've made so much content right because it's like yes. well we're going to have this side quest but like we can't afford to have this voice acted along with the entire main story so yeah mm-hmm. And and what I, what I will also say is a, a good thing is because you can like there's a lot of cutscenes and so they give you the option to, they give you the option to skip a lot of them. Um, when do you go to a camp to rest? Um, you can then go back and uh, watch the cutscenes um, from like the last time you rested um, in case you've missed something. Huh. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's it's neat that they give you that option then because I think that's like a really good place because like there was one I I realized I wasn't paying attention to, and I was like oh, I missed out on whatever that was, and then about like half an hour later I went to the thing and I was like what's like reminisce and then it was like yeah it's like you want to watching these cutscenes you missed and it just gives you like a list of them and I was like ah oh, right cool, actually so, yes <laughs> yeah actually I do so then I watched the one I was like oh okay cool I, I missed that one, um. I'm gonna have a really good time. <laughs> I'm having nice. a really good time playing this game. Yeah, that's cool. I um, I sent you a tweet earlier in the week from something <laughs> you I followed. Who I it was just like, it was something like, fans of Final Fantasy Thirteen. I regret to inform you, or I am pleased to inform you that uh, Tales of Arise is just new Final Fantasy Thirteen. And I was like, oh, that, I liked Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> but um i hearing all of this particular praise i've i find is actually a bit more engaging it's i you know i kind of see the reviews and i'm like oh cool that's good for that tales game yeah yeah and then you said that to me and like i was playing it on uh on my playstation 
And so you, there's, you know, there's a very high chance that you didn't see what I was playing. And I know you didn't because you didn't know that I was playing that game the moment, like, like about half an hour after I was playing. I uh, sorry, so you sent me that tweet half an hour after I was playing that game. Um, and I looked at that and I went, oh, did, how did Kerry know I was playing <laughs> fucking Tales yeah. of Arise? Turns out you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, so you I'm jumped into Final Fantasy thirteen? Yeah. Pardon? No, I am. I, I think you should, if, if you if you have the option to give it a go, I think you should and you might actually find yourself enjoying it a lot more than you would expect. Um, it, it might be one I get to much later after I finish yes. Persona 5 and... <laughs> Outer Wilds and Deathloop and... Just, just fuck around and start another JRPG, though. Yeah, you know. Did Dash say how long it took him? No. I didn't ask. I don't know. I'm curious. I wonder I wonder if how long to beat has a time up. I'll have a quick look. Time to beat Tales of Arise is well, between 35 and 45 hours. Yeah, it, it's not bad. not nearly as bad as what I actually thought it was going to be, which is going to be closer to 60. Um, yeah. And it's not so, like... Persona, so that's 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 kind of pretty Final Fantasy VII remake to a T. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, speaking of Final Fantasy thirteen, it is actually one of my games on this list because I installed it on Game Pass because it's on PC uh, now, uh, and I only have that game on PS three. Uh. Oh. Okay. I liked, I liked this game a lot when I played it originally, um, which admittedly was maybe <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> when did this game come out? It came out 2009. Like 2000, 2009, right. Yeah, I, I played it l- middle to late high school. I want to say maybe year 11, so like 2012. I, I, played it this, I played it roughly, I played it the same week that uh, a Realm Reborn came out. That's right. Because when I when I picked up Final Fantasy thirteen, um, I said to the the person at the register, I was like, "Hey, can I get Final Fantasy thirteen? And they came out and they handed me Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn, because it it came out that week and everyone had been asking for it. And I was like, "No, no, wrong one." And he was like, "Oh, sorry, you want this one that nobody liked." Now I understand. Um, so Final Fantasy thirteen is infamous among the Final Fantasy series for being a departure in many ways for being uh too linear which final fantasy games are not known for being um and for being being a victim to oh it gets really good if you get to the 25th hour syndrome yeah that's sort of the the general consensus of that from 10 years ago right um, when I played it, I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's a lot of voice acting and it's just a story that's really silly and goes a lot of places. And I remember the, the basic thrust of it. So playing the start of this, I wasn't anywhere near as lost as I was the first time. Um, there are so many made up terms that they don't explain to you immediately and they sound similar and they have uh, like apostrophes included in them. So it's really easy to forget like what they actually are. Um, so when you're playing through the first time, it's really hard. Anyway, all, all of that context, I loaded it up. And once I got my antivirus software to stop flagging it as malware, <laughs> um, <laughs> I started the game and I'm playing through. And this, this game's intro sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I played for two and a half hours the other day. I think I did 50 battles and only two of them involved Final Fantasy XIII's key feature of the battle system, which is the paradigm system, which is where, because the whole thing in this game is that you don't, you can't control your character, your, your, you can't control your teammates and you can only vaguely control your main character's abilities. Um, and everything's sort of, it's all in real time. It's like active time battle, but like it's all going really fast. So you kind of just hit auto battle. But the way you determine what your characters do is by changing their role. And you do that on the fly with these paradigms. And you can be like, oh, uh, Snow, you're, you've got a lot of health. I want you to be a sentinel, draw a lot of aggro. So they all hit you, which kind of powers up your attacks. And then, uh, fucking hope you could be the healer and then lightning, you can be the damage dealer. And then it's like, oh no, we're all really low on health. I'm going to switch to like, everyone's a medic. Um, and we need to heal up really quickly, get that done. Once you heal up, then you change the paradigm back again. So that's how, that's how the, the battle system works and makes itself intricate. And the, the story over the first like 15 hours is like you is like two characters being paired together and it's like try and work out how these two specialties work together within the paradigm system and it sort of teaches you each of these unique combinations through the stories groupings of characters until you get to like hour 25 and everyone comes together and the world opens up and it's like a normal final fantasy game and you can choose which paradigms you want and which party members you want to level up and all of that but the start of this game holy hell i did like 50 battles there's no paradigm system yet. They've barely introduced anything to me. And like all of these, I'm I'm finishing these battles in like, like this, this, <laughs> this game gives you like a five star score every time you finish a battle and like a par time as well. And I was yeah. like a third to like a half of the par time every time. I was blitzing these <laughs> battles because it was just attack. It was just attack. That's basically the only move that anyone had. I didn't have any paradigms. No one had any magic. It's just attack. And I had to do that so much. And it is very linear to the, to the, to, to. Like, I know people like want to sort of uh, like apologists for the game sort of steer away from that. No, no. This game is exceptionally linear. Final Fantasy VII Remake is linear, but not in the way that makes you feel like it's linear. There's stuff to do. There's places to, there's branches to go down and there's stuff that is hidden in a good way. People um, to meet. Places to see. Exactly. Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen is a lot of straight runs with yeah. like steps up around rubble and then back down onto the straight run and going forward. Save point. Straight run. Battle, 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 battle. Um, and with all of their hey, jargon. Hey, battle, battle. Hey, 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 battle, battle. <laughs> hey, battle, 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 battle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start talking about Falsi, which is F-A-L apostrophe I think capital C I E, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then Le C, which is yes. L apostrophe C I E. I remember that because and it was in a brand on my hard drive at the time. I had a Le C hard drive. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so there's nine fucking vibes. <laughs> and and you're in cocoon, and there's pulse, and they keep talking about all these worlds, but they haven't shown you anything. They haven't shown you what a Thalcy is. They haven't shown you what a Le C is. They've barely even told you what it is. They don't, you don't know what Cocoon is. You don't know what Pulse is. Me knowing what all these things are, I'm going through this. I'm like, this intro sucks. Yeah. It actually sucks. It was fine for me as 16, 17-year-old Carrie, you know, getting to get engaged in this very dramatically told story 
um, with, you know, high quality voice acting. It's honestly really nice to hear Troy Baker do like anime voice acting because it's so over the top <laughs> that I lose him in it. Like he's he's actually really good as Snow because he sounds like over the top anime boy, not Troy Baker. That's funny. So I think that's good. I'm like, oh, wow, this is I actually really enjoy this particular Troy Baker performance a lot. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Does the uh, so I I remember two things about Final Fantasy uh, thirteen since I played it back in two thousand and ten. I remember lightning being kind of quiet and like edgy, but not in a like not in a way that I think really worked at the beginning of that game. Yes. How is it now? Is it still the same? Like, she's just kind of quiet and, like, kind of, like... She's like Cloud. She's so much like Cloud at the beginning of that she game. She is like Cloud, except she yeah. gets more upset faster. Like, when she gets... Because Cloud... No, Cloud. Lightning, who's the main character, is Lightning trying to find her sister, who has been marked by the Falci, right? So they're going... She, there's this riot in the city, and she's fighting through the riot to get to her sister. Snow, who is Troy Baker's character is engaged to Lightning's sister and is also trying to get to Lightning's sister to, like, save her or whatever. So they're, they're both fighting different fights to get there. And when and she's very quiet and, like, she's this incredible soldier who's doing stuff and not saying anything to the guy who's bumbling along behind her. Um, yeah, she just doesn't say much. She is very much like Cloud. Um, her design is great. Like, yes. her cape and her gun blade and how she flips around and stuff, she's... Like a really cool character. Yeah, totally. Um, voiced by Liara from Mass Effect, who you haven't oh, met okay. yet. I um, met Liara. Oh, okay. I thought that was a really late mission. Okay. I think. Um, I'm getting mixed up. Liara the Asari, not not um, Tali. I am getting mixed up. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, yeah, but when she finally meets up with Snow, she gets very upset very quickly, um, which I think is different to Cloud. Cloud doesn't have really... He doesn't really have, like, emotional outbursts. He'll just quietly ask, tell someone to shut up because they're, they're being dramatic. Or he'll be like, oh, I have, I have headaches because someone's fucked with my brain. Yeah, um, his emotional outbreaks are, like, against Sephiroth, who he loves. Exactly. Boyfriend. Yeah, and that no um, one else can see. Yeah. Uh... The other thing I remember very, very, very vividly about Final Fantasy 13 is that I remember that game looking incredible when it came out. I remember, I remember being there in awe at how amazing that game looked. And I was like, I, I can't believe I'm seeing this on my Xbox 360. This looks incredible. I don't understand how this game can look so good on this machine. What wizardry did they do? Like, How's it how's it hold up now? So on PC is better than PS3. I actually loaded it up on PS3, I want to say 18 to 24 months ago. Um and on the the only TV I had back then that had a composite input, um I'm looking at it and I'm like Ew. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? That, that was on the PS3. Playing right. it on the PC is much, much better because it upscales to that 1080p. So, like, the, the biggest issue I was having was the UI fuzziness with, like, a 5, 7p image or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, that was 
bugging me the most um, and sort of the aliasing. A lot of that is remedied by just loading it up on PC. So it is mostly 60 FPS um, and the UI is, it's not all 1080p, but it is much sharper than it is on the older systems. In, and in that respect, I think the texture detail, um, the cutscenes, I mean, cutscenes in all Final Fantasy games age really well because they go really hard on those. Um, yeah. But even just the in-game cutscenes, voice acting, stuff like that, it comes across really well. Um, yeah. I think I remember there being a deal about this one where this game was one of the first to have, in the cutscenes, it, it has English voice mocap for the mouths. I think this was maybe the first one to do that. Right, okay. Um, but, you know, you look at the, the pre-rendered cutscenes and snow stubble, it's like, whoa, look at all those individual hairs. Um, mm. In-game, you know, if they're holding something, their their fingers are really, like, sausage-like. They're, they're quite simple geometry. Um, you look at some of the level geometry and it's quite harsh angles. Um, but you can find those harsh angles in PS5 games these days. It's done in a way in this game that it is not distracting. So, yes, I think it, it cool. on PC specifically, it holds up quite well. Um, you can't do it on the Game Pass version because of Windows uh, draconian file restrictions. But yeah. if you get it on Steam, there are, I also saw there are a bunch of mods that, like, um, make sure that you get the... Apparently, the, the PS3 version has better audio quality or better cutscene file quality or something like that. So, you can hook those in with the mod and you can, there's some like mm. uh, model HD upgrade mod that the team worked on. Um, so there's a bunch of mods if you get it on Steam that um, seemed like a good idea. And it also stabilizes the frame rate. Apparently it drops to 40 sometimes. Um, right, okay. But for the most part, playing on a Game Pass, again, once it got past my antivirus software, it's really nice. It looks really good. Um, definitely better than 12 uh, Zodiac Age. Right, okay. How's your um? How's your patience for it? How's your pacing on it gonna go? Do you reckon? I know that. I know what this game is. For yeah. one thing, I fucking love this soundtrack. I've yeah. I I I got this soundtrack uh, when I was playing it originally, and I listened to it a lot in my spare time, just all the way through. That soundtrack has a lot of jazz. <laughs> well, not, not a lot, a lot, but like enough. Um, yeah. And it's got a very different style of general theming for the rest of the, the rest of the game too. So I absolutely love that soundtrack. So playing through it again, I'm like, oh yeah, this song and this works really well in context. I haven't heard it in context in years. Um, and I also know that, also know the structure of the game, how it's like they've come together at the start here, sort of this two hour mark where I'm at. They're all about to fragment off and be these weird groupings, um, and you know teaches you the paradigm system stuff. Um, and that's sort of like an hour to two hours of you, of those two characters getting to know each other or hating each other or like getting friendly with each other. And then you move to the, and then it splits off and it splits off and it splits off until they finally come together. I just remember really enjoying the story. So like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if I'm going to keep playing it, it, it is mostly for the story because I, th I don't think the gameplay really gets that interesting until, until it opens up way later. Yeah. Yeah. My patience for it would be there, but I think because I remember so much of it, I would be much better served playing more and finishing Persona 5. Um, you know, I've got a bit of work that I'm doing for a guide at the moment that I need to put a lot of time into. Um, 
you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to Outer Wilds in the next month and then Deathloop soon after, um, if not before. And so I, I think it was fun to do. It was a really nice sort of uh, soul food kind of evening, even although, like, I was a bit frustrated with it. It was still nice to be in it. Um, but I don't think I could really justify playing it right now in terms of how much other stuff I've got on right, the go. Yeah. Um, I look forward to getting back to it one day. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure when that will be. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, tell me about World Flipper. What is this? <laughs> okay. Do you know what World Flipper is at all? No, I've never heard of it. Great. All right. Cool. So, World Flipper is a mobile gacha game. <laughs> that has, you sure you don't want to save this till June's here? <laughs> I thought about it. Um, that I've been playing a lot lately. Uh, it is a JRPG gacha pinball game on the mobile phone. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you, that you were mid-drink um, when when I said that to you, Kerry. Said so the, the, <laughs> the 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 key word being pinball. Pinball. It is pinball. So the world flipper is a thing in every in every in every world there are there are these two two pinball Wait, flippers the, as in pinball flippers yes i thought this was like house flipper no 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 pinball <laughs> okay go on there's a world flipper which is like a what's the it's the pin right it's the pin that hits the ball yeah yeah the spring launcher yeah um there's one of those in every world, and you play as a young boy named, I believe his name is Ark, and your best friend Stella, and a cat friend who is apparently a human named Light, and you travel to different worlds to to um, to save Light's world from the evil villain. I don't know. I don't know who the villain is. Um, but it is it is just like um, it is a gorgeously cute JRPG story where you have different characters and you have different, like you like use the gacha machine and you get different, um, like characters that you can use as your pinballs. Um, you got different abilities that you can use as well. Um, like tidal waves or meteors and stuff like that. And you got to like attack enemies by like sending your little, your little pinball dudes at the, at the enemies and the enemies is like the bosses, for example, have got weak spots on them, um, which are in the form of targets. And so you got to mm-hmm. like try and hit the ball to hit the weak spot on it. And then they'll break and they'll get stunned and they'll be do, uh, more prone to taking damage. Um, the style of the game is incredible. It is a really, really good looking mobile game. Um, everything's really clean. It's really crisp. It's, it's presented to you a very, very tidily. Um, it is really, really great. And the music in this game, holy moly, it is so good. The music is so, so good in this game. I'm just going to load up the game and I'm going to put my phone to the microphone so you can hear it because, like, every time I load up this game, I forget how good this music is. Oops. Yeah. It is so good. It is really, really good. That's um, quite good. Unabashedly it's, just... It's really punchy. Time. It's really fun. Um, 
and I've been having like a just like I've not put any money in it, and I don't think I'm going to because these games don't really get me that much. Um, but there's like there's a ton of monetization items in this game, and you know the gacha. All, all of the gacha characters are like, you know, knights with swords or like girls with big boobs. Um, it's very anime and it's very silly and very stupid. Um, but like, how can you just... It's so good. Anyway, mm-hmm. play it every day. <laughs> um, play it when I go to bed every day for about, I don't know, about an hour. Um, wow. Get through, get through a couple of missions, get a couple of drops, maybe if I have the currency for it. Um, level up my characters as multiplayer. Not done that yet um, because every time I go to search, no one joins. So I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Um, Is that like you have the left flipper, they have the right flipper? No, it's like you, like all of you, I think, are going at the same time. Um, like and it, I, it, it looks very chaotic. Like you're working, you're working together, which is fine. Oh, right. Um, you have to like defeat bosses together. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's like really, really good. <laughs> Great. That sounds fun. It sounds mm. very silly. Yep. I uh, I would not have. I would not have been able to tell you what that was if my life depended on it. What do you mean you didn't expect the world flipper being flippers of a pinball machine? <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know why my mind didn't go there immediately, but <laughs> it's something I'll be asking myself till the end of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what we're going to do now, we've got a few more games here. Um, I don't think we'll spend too long on each of them, but we'll see. <laughs> I always say that. Um, we're going to throw in the break now. So we're going to come back to more games that we've been playing uh, and then follow it up with sort of a, a, a bit of a, a brief follow-up to the PlayStation Showcase. Um, and I'll discuss that later on. It's not going to be a big blow-by-blow, uh, it is just going to be probably 10 or 15 minutes of discussion about the PlayStation Showcase after the rest of what we've been playing after the break, which we're about to do right now. Uh, so stick around and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mini Thank Cast. you. You're very welcome, Jeremy. I'm glad you personally feel welcomed to this auspicious episode 74 of the Minimap cast. Just trying to break my flow. Yeah, I did. Didn't, didn't work, <laughs> Jeremy, because I'm a professional. Yeah. I'm a... I'm a... Pr- professional. Um, so... A <laughs> um, couple of other games I've been playing here. Uh... I know a few weeks ago I spoke about Bug Snacks and how I started for the first time and it's really weird. And then um And then Jeremy, you were talking about how like you you were seeing something when it originally came out, just how it's like a weird, weird game and how it made their kids cry and something like that. Yeah. And we were talking with June about it and we were asking the question of like whose demographic is it? Who who's this game for? And it turns out this yeah. game's for Sam, right? I, I don't remember. Pardon? I think you said that last week. Right. Okay. So they finished it, right? I've gone back and started coming and and have started playing it now that they've finished it. And they're they're like telling me hints and like like showing me this stuff and being like, oh no, you got to do this after you do this. And that's like, 
it's this cool thing, right? Where Sam knows the things that I don't. Um, but playing it, I think this game's intro does a disservice to it. I really don't like the start of this game where you come into a town where a bunch of people are, or grumpuses are really unhappy and you, and it's empty and everything's boarded up and it's all a bit strange, right? Um, and none of the characters really like each other that you find at the start or they are awful. But as you get further into it, the characters are more and more enjoyable to be around or they have cooler interactions with each other. Did you beat that game, Jeremy? Nah, nah, I was I was busy playing all the other launch PS5 games. Did you meet Chandler? No, I, I played that game maybe twice. So there's this really buff, like, bro character, right? Chandler. It's a good this name. Really, he's, he's like a shorter Grampus. Grumpus, I don't remember what they're... Grumpus. He's a shorter Grumpus, green, wears a singlet and a cap backwards. Cool. And he's and he talks like this, bro. And he's got this really sort of he's got this really close relationship with this other like hyper paranoid Grumpus. And it's the kind of thing where it's like to get them to come back to town, like Chandler's like, I'd gladly come back with you, but like not without not without Snorpy. Snorpy's my bro, bro. And and then Snorpy's this guy who's worried about the Grumpinati. But they just have all these really, like, cute interactions. And Chandler is so wholesome to everybody. Like, um... <laughs> there's this diary about what happened to the one of the couple of the main characters who we haven't met yet. Um, and one of them's about how Chandler was helping Egabel get uh, fit. And um, and Egabel's like, oh, I just want to get better so that um, Lizbird isn't looking after me the whole time. I want to look after her, and that starts with me looking after me. And Chandler's like, whoa, that's hot. That that's hard boiled. Because <laughs> 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 he's talking to Egabel, and they keep saying all these things about how something goes rotten and like uh, say something about omelets. I don't know. It's, it's it's got a charm to it. Six hours in that I really feel like it doesn't have at the start of the game. It just doesn't have it. Like, it comes in later. Um, and especially as well with all of the tools that you get. Like, I much prefer playing this game with all the tools rather than with a limited set of tools in a limited set of environments. Um, because now it's like... Now it's like I'm off the Great Plateau now that I have all the tools, right? Now that I'm off the Plateau... In Breath of the Wild, I have all of the I have all of the tools I am ever going to need, and it's more about how am I going to use them in different ways. And it's like, ah, oh, how is this meant to work? And in my head, I know I'm meant to be able to solve this whenever I come across it. It's only now, just like that, that I've got everything. And so it's mm -hmm. it's like I'm finally I finally feel a bit more free and a bit more liberated and a bit more like, what is this? Rather than just like lure it down, catch the thing, make it tackle the thing, catch the thing. Don't get tackled. Like, I feel like some of the other areas are a bit more limited. Um, or or I'm, I was finding them a bit too simple, perhaps. But having played it a bit more, it's actually quite good. I've been playing it all um, through remote play as well um, on the PS4 through the PS5. So PS4 in the lounge room, PS5 on my desk because I'm doing some recording with it at the moment. Um, 
I haven't felt any latency. Like, uh, you know, playing first-person games is rough with latency, but I can play all of this game totally fine. Like, natively, it feels like it's not streaming at all. Right. Um, which is weird, because I streamed Persona, like, the next night or, like, later that night, and it felt awful. Um, right. It's weird that it changed from game to game, but Bugsnax was crisp. Right, okay. Cool. That's, that, I don't know why. That's, that's funny, because I noticed... Uh, my controller being real slow, um, like slow response times. What do you mean? Uh, just playing it like natively on my PS5 recently. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like last night, I was like, oh, why, why is it? Why why are they running after I stop moving the joystick? It's weird. Might have been like weird interference there or something, but like that's cool that it does that, and it feels yeah. feels good. Yeah, I uh, hopefully I can get it to behave with Persona as well, but we'll see. Mm. Um. But Sam and I also played some uh, Mario Kart 8, which is not a new game. It's not a big deal for many people, but it's a big deal for us because it's a game that I played with Sam when the Switch came out. And I'm realizing I didn't really introduce Sam to it in a way that was very conducive to a newcomer. Um, well, Someone like, very you have controller, I have controller. I'm going to beat you for an hour. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't that. But I think we started with CPUs on and maybe like 100cc, and Sam didn't know what any of the items did. Sam didn't know, obviously didn't know how to drift, um, hardly knew how to use the items, and just kind of didn't know what was happening, right? It was just getting hit, didn't know when to throw which item, didn't know what they were all doing, and left left that game feeling very negatively about it and never wanted to play it ever again. Um, we watched some videos of it recently. Uh, you know, Nolan and I was playing it. It was fun to watch. And Sam sort of started to understand, you know, saw a few matches of it and was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. The courses are fun and the the tracks are cool. And, and he, look, he gets so upset and he's playing online. And he keeps losing. That makes me feel better because he's been playing games forever and he's playing Mario Kart for years and he's losing to everyone online. It's like, yeah, no, this game's bullshit. Like you can, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, it does a bit, but... Also, Mario Kart will put you in your place. Yeah. Um, and so we we sort of eased Sam into it. We did like a a, a course that was... Uh, we did a couple of rounds that was just Sam and I. So Sam got used to just driving items, boost turns. And then we brought in the CPUs on easy and Sam came second and I came first. And Sam was like, oh, bump them up. Let's go to normal. And so we've been doing 100cc normal. Um. And it was really fun. And Sam had a great time too. And it was close and I had fun because I was watching and sometimes I'd find myself like watching Sam on the other screen and then just driving off the course and be like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the, one of the, I, I it was, I, I was glad that we could have that experience because, you know, I was, it always felt a bit of a shame to me that we couldn't share more games like this together. So that's that's been really fun personally to do. But you know how the, the courses get sequentially harder, right? From Grand Prix to Grand Prix. Yeah. We got to the fourth Grand Prix, the one that includes Rainbow Road, what would have been the final track of the original courses in the Wii version, were it not for the DLC. So there's plenty more tracks after that in this version. Um, and Sam's doing fine, Sam's doing fine. And then we got to Rainbow Road. And I was like, okay, this is Rainbow Road. This track's hard. The Rainbow Road tracks are hard. Uh... If I remember correctly, there's like a lot of corners that are just going to like fuck you up. So if I would say anything, just drift less and you might be fine. Um, and Sam had 
the worst time on this course. The absolute worst time was like in the in the running to like we were, we were kind of close on the leaderboard, and then Sam came dead last on this course. Went off the track so many times, it was really really struggling. And I looked over at them, and they were just staring at the screen, like like their face just like still. I'm like, you okay? And Sam just sort of like cracked a smile and was like, I'm trying to unclench my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And so we played like another two, two sets of four after that. And Sam was Sam was done. Sam was so angry and unhappy with everything. <laughs> and I think the first set we did was like, you know, CPUs were doing it, and you know they weren't feeling it. And and Sam was like, "Can we just do us again? I just want to beat you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and so it's just the two of us. And Sam's like laughing at how angry they are at this point. So it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it's good. It's not like dangerous, but yeah, I was it's looking not, it's at the not tense. Like, it's just yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so the course is starting, and Sam's like, "I'm so upset." And, you know, it's like the music is starting and it's doing the panoramic shots. And I finally figured out how to use the horn. And so I'm just sitting there just going. It <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, what are you doing? I'm like. <laughs> um, anyway, that was that was just a, a fun, a fun tale, a fun thing that happened. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know it'd be like sam was getting close but like sam also didn't want me to like hold back either so it'd be like i had a green shell i'd be in front and i'm like okay i gotta throw this backwards and i threw it backwards and it hit sam and i'd be like sorry sam's like don't apologize <laughs> uh, so that was a good time it was it was fun funny. to share that and have and honestly revisit that game i haven't played that game since i got my switch um and it reminds me of when we I had Mario Kart Wii, um, and Dan and I, my brother and I, we would go back. We'd we'd go to that game twice a week, and we'd like figured out how to do the like 150 CC, what the optimal kind of characters were. So it was like the Dolphin Dasher bike with with Peach or Daisy. We were using a lot. We were really comfortable with that because that had a really tight turning corner. Um, and so we would just we would go and it was always close and we 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 did that for weeks and weeks on end that was really fun and it uh, just sort of brought me back to that so turns out mario kart's good it is good the, the, want- the tracks are fantastic are they gonna make another one soon i don't think not soon i don't think it's yeah, the next right? one yeah i was thinking about that like this game came out what like 2013 originally on wii u yeah around then, still yeah. playing it yeah, it's still the current and honestly still modern version of Mario Kart. Like they kind of made it mm. a bit of a timeless addition well, to the series. Because the the Wii U one is just so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just incredible. It's like maybe the best looking Wii U game. It looked yeah. incredible when it came out. It still looks good today. Mm. Yeah, totally. That was that was one of the one of the few games that like I was like fuck. I wish I had a Wii U. Yeah. Um, because like it just looked like so much fun. Um, you know, and that's on Switch, so now everyone yeah. has it. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, that was good. Speaking of things that we've played before and have spoken about before, Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How's it going? Going great. It's going very well. Um, I am now out of Yarnum. 
Um, I completed the item section. I'm out of the city. Yarn out. Into the yarn, yarn out. Um, exit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, I'm now in the Lost Woods. Going around, killed the the witch of the something lane. Um, it, it's got it's just got like a name. I don't remember the name. Um, and I remember I was playing a little while ago. And my housemate was watching me, and he goes, "You know the reason? One of the reasons I'm, I'm not super interested in playing Bloodborne. I'm like, why? Is like because it looks like the same fucking gothic city over and over again. I'm like, no, that's actually just where you've that's just where you've watched me play. There's 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 a there's a fair amount of variety in that game. Yeah, I think you said I think you said this last week where you were like. They were like, are you ever going to get out of the city? And you're like, yeah, I'm just doing a completionist run, so it's going to take forever. Yeah. So I'm now out of the city, and I and I let him know. I was like, hey, look at this. I'm now out of out of the town of Yarnum. I am now in the Lost Woods. And he looks at it, he goes, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, still nighttime. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's still nighttime. He goes, okay. <laughs> that's so funny (laughs) that's so funny um i've been i've been trying different weapons i've got like an electric mace which is fucking tight now um which is like because i'm i'm collecting literally everything i've got so many like sets of armor yeah um because armor and bloodborne is like next to nothing aside from a couple of resistances it's not like an important thing at all um because, you know, like the, the main thing it does in, in Dark Souls and, and Demon Souls as well is like your weight, like divided by like how much damage you want to be re- like you want to reduce. Right. Yeah. Um, how fast you want to dodge versus how much damage you want to tank. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Bloodborne, it's like you're moving fast an entire game. And so like it's 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 different. It's the armor serves a different purpose. For the most part, the armor serves how how do you want to look? And so for for the opening section of the game after I beat him, I was just um, dressed up like Father Gascoigne because he's got a sick hat, and he's got a sick scarf, and everything, and it's real tight. Um, but since I got the doll outfit, I've just I've just been the doll um, until I had to go over to a character um, and I had to dress up as a, as a certain character to talk to this person um, to get him to go to one of the safe spots. Um, and try and like recruit recruit them, and by recruit them, I mean as in lure them back to to the cathedral ward, then kill them, and take their items. Um, what? Yeah. Um, it's it's so. There's a lot in this game that you can just completely fucking miss. Yeah. You know that you can find there are NPCs all over Yarnum. Sometimes just in windows that you can talk to. And you can tell them about safe spots inside of Bloodborne and then they will make their way there. Um, and then you can find them later and continue quest lines with them. Like you can tell them about like Isifka's, uh clinic, which is where you start the game. And then way later when you enter the other side of that door and you wrap all the way around through Isofka's clinic, you can then find them there. Like right. 20 hours later, <laughs> right. if they made it. Certain characters, if you tell them to go to certain locations, they will not make it there and they will die. And you can then find their dead body on the way to that spot and then collect some certain items from them. Um, This is some souls bullshit. It is some souls bullshit because there is no way I would know how to do any of this stuff without someone else doing it first, um, which is fucked. Um, And figuring it out too. Yeah, fuck that. I've got a guide. Um, 
but yeah, and like there, there was like there was this one there was like a there was like a prostitute who was like in her house and she was like, Ooh, maybe with the hunt's over I can invite you over or whatever and then you tell her about like the one of the churches and it's like, Oh, I'll see you there and you go to like the guy who lives like across the road from her and he's like, You were talking to that bloody harlot, blah 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 and it's like, go on then, where, where do you reckon I should go? And you tell um, you tell him about a different place and he goes to the place that you told the prostitute anyway. Oh. And he goes, and he goes I'm not here, fucking listen to you lying, bloody nonsense man. Um, I don't know why the guy told me to save him, but it did. Um, there, there's a lot of things in this guide which is like, this will set you up for something that it will come back around to like 20 hours later. Um, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all righty. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's cool. It's, it's really, really cool. I'm doing like, I'm summoning, um, whenever I see someone, um, which was funny cause I was fighting, um, the Vicar Amelia, which is a gigantic wolf that screams at me. <laughs> um, uh-huh. and I, I summoned the, the, um, I don't remember who it is. There's like some guy that you could summon prior to the fight to, to take him into the fight with you. And he sucks. <laughs> he gets killed fucking immediately. Wait, is it Vicar Amelia? It's the, the, the white wolf that screams for anyone who knows Bloodborne. Um, I don't remember if it's Vicar Amelia or if it's the other one. Um, he sucks. He was so shit. So, so crappy. But there was uh, another one, which was, uh, there was another beast that I was fighting, which was the one down the way in, in Yarnum, um, which is like a, like a, I think it's the Bloodstaff beast. What's the mm. first fight in Bloodborne? I forget the name of uh, it. Cleric Beast. Cleric Beast. Yes, Bloodstaff Beast is the is is the one where I summoned someone else, and he came in and he helped me wreck shop. It was great. We were stun locking this feast, this fucking this fucking beast. I was like, and like once the beast hits a certain damage, like it starts to send out poison and toxin just in a radius, and so you can't get too close. And so he's like hitting it, hitting it, and then I'm like doing a stun move, and then he's going in and doing like the punish move, which I didn't know that the NPCs could do. It was real fucking fun. Um, anyway, Bloodborne rules. Mm. Bloodborne, 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 Bloodborne. <laughs> Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Didn't wasn't it last week you were talking about how someone like Tamor just goes out and randomly tweets Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and then like I think it was like thirty six hours later Tamor just tweeted out Bloodborne. Yep, that man <laughs> that is wild. right. That man, that man has got some good takes. Bloodborne you know, is one of them. That's what all of the replies were saying. Was like, yep. you're right. <laughs> He's right. He's right. That's the He's thing. Right. He's right. Bloodborne. <laughs> Uh, Another game that came out in 2015. Did that game come out in 2014? Mm. I want to say it was the year after the PS4 came out. But, like, the PS4 came out, like, the end of 2013. You're right, it was March 2015. Nailed it. In its second year. Uh, Well, speaking of PlayStation... Now that uh, we've we've gone through our list of games, I still can't believe how we managed to spin that into an hour's discussion. But also, it's what we're here for, so I'm glad we do. Um, uh, speaking of PlayStation, last week the PlayStation Showcase happened. Now, Jeremy and Dash at Dash Gamer on Operation PlayStation uh, did a uh, lead-in podcast, sort of talking about what they're expecting to see. Then Jeremy and I did a reaction stream of the show. 
Um, there's a little bit cut off the front just because we had some recording issues at the start, but you don't, you miss half of one trailer. Um, and you get the rest of it as well. So you get all of our reactions as well as uh, our sort of <laughs> breakdown of everything afterwards and how we felt about it. And Dash's running commentary of calling things shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Dash did not have a Dash didn't have a good time. Um, so we recorded that in the morning on Friday. In the evening, Jeremy did uh, an episode of Operation PlayStation Plus, uh, where Dash and Jeremy broke down the showcase specifically, um, beat by beat. So what that means is today we are not going to do that. We've I am done the foremost authority on this on this specific showcase. On this 40-minute showcase. I, I have done the most amount of coverage out of anybody in the industry about <laughs> this one fucking showcase. We tried um, to do everything else that good. Yeah. Yeah. We really we're really spinning it out. So we are revisiting it today, but through the lens of one, definitely not going blow by blow, because if you want that, you can go to our stream reaction, which is archived on the site and on our YouTube channel. Um, yep. You can also get Jeremy's 12-hour later uh, sort of simmered reaction yeah. on Operation well, it PlayStation. Was, it, it was, it was, I think it was less simmered. I think it was simmered. I think it was more, um, I went to work for eight hours and then I came home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I say simmered, I just meant you, you had a bit of time to stew on it, you know? Yeah, I had cooled off and I had I digested. It was, it was a, it was a... I, I ate it in the morning and I poo-pooed it out after, after work. What was the moment just then, Jeremy, where you decided you were going to go there? <laughs> I, 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 I made, you know, through screens, I made eye contact with you and I was like, I know what will get him. You know what? You're right. You got me. You got me with a poo joke. Um, anyway, so the, <laughs> the lens of what we're going to discuss the showcase here. again with today is the following. Um, mm -hmm. What is something that you have changed is there anything that has changed since Friday that you've had time to sit with, think over, synthesize, discuss, meld and shape and turn over in your brain? Has there been some contemplation that has shifted any of your impressions on something in a way that you didn't expect or a way that you did? Um, so that that's question number one. And question number two being, what's the thing that stood out to you the most? Um, that could be the same thing or whatever. Um, I'm happy to go first if you'd like, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So in terms of the, like, what is something that sort of sat with me and lasted a bit longer? Um, I think, so in the showcase, you know, it was like KOTOR at the front, a lot of third-party stuff in the middle that you and I didn't really care too much about. Um, <laughs> GTA 5 again. Uh, yeah, and then... The final eight minutes, the final like fifth of the showcase was sort of the PlayStation Studios section. And we got the Insom the two Insomniac reveals for Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, which was huge. Um, a big trailer for GT7 uh, and a God of War gameplay trailer. God of and gameplay story trailer. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of that came with, 
you know, release windows and stuff like that. But the biggest surprise at the time was Wolverine, right? Because we, that was not even rumored, not even begun to be rumored. That was such a huge surprise. Yeah. No one had any Um, idea that was coming. And so that was a huge moment of the showcase. That one for me has fallen to the back of importance. I'm like, cool. I'll be glad to play that in four to six years. Yeah, yeah that that is that is the most further furthest away releasing game that was shown. Yeah, yeah, like that that's the kind of like Death Stranding announcement kind of vibes, where it's like, oh, it's coming, and then it literally took four years. Um, so like that was, I think maybe the highest moment of the conference when we watched it. But yeah, it's the lowest, not the lowest, but it's it's um, it's definitely it doesn't sit there in my head as when I think of this showcase now. The stuff that is filtered to the top for me is honestly the Spider-Man 2 announcement. I right. when we when we were watching it, I was like, I'm worried about Insomniac. This is too much for them. We just got two games out of them in so, so like eight, eight months. months. Yeah. And I'm like, this is too much. Are Insomniac okay? I don't want them to shit these out. I think I said I think I said that on the thing. I don't want to get sick of them. And here I am Sucker number one, Carrie Palmer, frame by frame watching these bloody trailers in 4K on my 1080p monitors. Even although I thought I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to overexpose myself. It's too early. I don't want to get excited. I can't bloody help myself, can I? Because it turns out I love these games, which I knew and hadn't forgotten, but still didn't think I'd be reacting like this to the, to the, to the minute and a half teaser they showed. I'm really excited for Spider Man 2. I knew that one was going to get you. Yeah, but I didn't. I thought it wouldn't. I was more concerned when I first you, saw it. I was like, oh, no. You never and think then, it's going to get you until it gets you. And I turn on my, my, my computer this morning and I see the, the wallpaper I put in my background folder, my backgrounds pictures folder to like cycle through. And it's got a Spider-Man 2 picture in there now. And it's the first thing I see this morning and I'm like, woo! <laughs> And <laughs> I also watched the God of War trailer a bit. Like I was, I was excited to watch that a few times. Um, I'm ready for that, especially coming off playing it so recently, the first one or fourth one or sixth one, the reboot. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about you, Jeremy? If you had anything that sort of resettled for you or changed? Um, it Like, yes and no. Like, I am excited to see what the KOTOR remake is Um, because I don't know what kind of remake it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a blue point from the ground up, the exact same game remake. From the ground up, very faithfully not going to change next, like hardly going to change anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if it's going to be like Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is yeah. like, it's the same game, but like it's unrecognizable um, in, you know, and in Final Fantasy VII's Remake in a good way. Um, so, Which is a big risk, right? It's a big leap. Totally, totally. You can fuck that up. Like you can totally, totally fuck that up. Like for the most part, the Blue Point Remake is the safer option. Um, it still takes an e- extreme amount of work. And, you know, it's not without risk. You know, you no, run the risk no. of it still feeling like an old game. 
Um, and like games take so long to make and are so expensive and require so many people, especially on that scale. They're all inherently risky. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like, I want to know what kind of game that's going to be. Do you want to, um, do, do you have any bets? I honestly don't. I honestly don't. Like it could go either way. I, I, mm, actually, I, I think well, see, that's the thing. I, if you don't mind me jumping in, having played yeah. it in the last 12 or 18 months, I think it would be a mistake to do a faithful Blue Point remake. I, w- I think it would be a massive mistake if they didn't severely modernize this game. I think they will do a Blue Point remake. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I, I think that's what they're going to do. Um, mm. Should we should we pizza bet? No. Okay, you don't owe me two pizzas. <laughs> yeah, I almost owed someone three. I almost almost owed Dash three because. I didn't think that God of War Ragnarok was going to be called God of War Ragnarok. Um, uh, But it is. And, you know, I will stand by that they didn't decide that name until very recently as a a a confirmed thing. Yeah. But it it still is what everyone thought it was going to be. Um, It's like I I said during the showcase. It's like um, Avengers Endgame where everyone was like theorizing that's what it was going to be called and they didn't confirm it until like the trailer came out in January or something. And it's like, oh, it's called Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, <laughs> on an even stronger setting, Marvel actually said prior to that trailer coming out that the movie was not going to be called Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually went out of their way to say it's not that. Um, yeah. But, th- like, they said no to literally every guess. Um, anyway, um, I, I, am, I am excited for Spider-Man because I know by the time that game comes out, I will be definitely be ready for it. Uh, yeah, um, and I, I honestly think I'm ready to replay the first one because I haven't replayed it since it came out. Um, and I've got I was that thinking PS5 the same remake. thing, although I have played it twice, so I don't know. Yeah, so, but sorry to interrupt. Go on. No, yeah, like just like I, I, I've got that remake that I haven't even redeemed, which I probably should do. Um, aside from that, there's a lot of like a lot of middling things in that conference. Like there's yeah. there's not a whole lot that I'm like, oh my god, I can't fucking wait. Um, and that's uh, that's because the stuff that's soon is not soon um, in mm. that, that I'm like, the stuff that I'm really excited for is not soon. And the stuff that is soon in that conference is like now out, <laughs> which is death loop um, yep. or GTA soon, which I'm not excited for. Um, Cause I, it's just, it's, what? Um, it's GTA five, Jeremy. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, it, it was a weird conference. And I think, I think not showing horizon actually was a mistake. Yeah. Um, I think they actually should have held off from that Horizon, um, like release showcase date, pre-order. They yeah. Oh. Or maybe cut that. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I think they want Horizon to be able to hold its own showcase, but I don't think it can. Um, and so I think Horizon, if was in that showcase, it would have felt like okay, PlayStation's here. They're here for an hour, right? Because that showcase went for 50 minutes when they said it was going to go for 40. They showed Horizon inside that thing as well as like the, hey, this is the PlayStation stuff. Here's what's coming up next. Here's what's coming up in the future. And then Horizon is like now. Like Horizon is the thing you're going to play next. Well, after you've done the Horizon, get ready for God of War, get ready for another Spider-Man, get ready for a Wolverine in the future. But like everything I was like really keen for in that showcase was like, not soon. At, at least 12 months away. Yeah. 
apart from that one little indie game they showed off in the middle um, called Chia. Chia, yeah. Set in uh, New Caledonia, um, which I thought was like one of the sweetest things that I'd ever seen. Um, that I'm excited to play because it's not something that I know what it is. And I think that's maybe a downside of where they're at at the moment is that PlayStation's really showing off a whole lot of known quantities. <laughs> yeah, there were some new things there. Like Forspoken, we still don't really know much about it. That was the most we've seen from that game in the trailer they showed. And um, Project Eve was the first we'd seen of it. And we were we were sitting there guessing, is this Bayonetta? Is this, you know, I heard kind of funny. They're like, is this Nier? And it wasn't. It's its own thing. So that was that was cool to see some new stuff there. Um and it was good that they did feature Chia there. Like, they could have just mm. been like, no, we're going to go super mainstream. But this is, you know, it's a little cute, adorable indie. Um, it's good they have something like that. It's not the same like they used to do, but something is good. Um, but yes, they did have a lot of known stuff there. Like, um, I, I we're we're like- at risk of uh, of retreading old ground, I, I, I fear. But um, yeah, it's... It was a weird showcase. I want the, I just want the exciting, like, what is that? You know, like that looks like something I've never seen before, which they used to do. Um, and they haven't for a, for a while. And like, also like we said this at the time, um, but like, it's worth briefly mentioning again that I think the, the order of games in that showcase was off tilter like fucking incredibly like it was you know like hey we've got these two jrpgs and we've got um star wars exciting stuff and then like nothing for like 20 30 minutes yeah and then we're gonna show you five new playstation games yep (laughs) really really quickly because some of them are really short trailers which is fine because they're not ready but also Spread them out through the showcase so the whole showcase felt packed as opposed to backloaded. Yeah, that would have been interesting, especially considering how short those trailers were. If they, yeah. if 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 Wolverine was just like in the middle, or what if they showed off Spider Man? Right? What if they showed off Spider Man like third? I was like, oh, not oh, third, because Kotor was right at the start. Yeah, no, no, no. What if they showed off Spider Man third? Oh my god! And then two thirds of the way through. Then we see the Insomniac logo again. Yeah. And then it's the Wolverine trailer. Yeah. That's like a Insomniac I'm working on another game. What is this? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, and you know, like we got that, but we got that. It was like Whiplash we were getting at the end of that. Mm. It would have been cool to, to almost forget that Insomniac can make a Spider-Man game and then hit him with a one-two, hey, they're also making a Wolverine game. I think and, it was fun. And then I think it was more fun Spider-Man. getting the Wolverine first because we didn't know if it was a Spider-Man trailer until very close towards the claws coming out. We were sitting there guessing until it was like, is that is that Wolverine? And then it's like shink, and it's like, whoa, it's Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, like yes, yes. But like uh, Spider-Man being the known quantity, I feel like you kind of want to like show that stuff off a little bit earlier. Like we know. Yeah. We know you're going to make another Spider-Man. Of course you're going to make another Spider-Man. That was never in doubt. Yeah. Just give it to I'm us. I'm excited for that game. I'm really excited. I, yeah, I remember talking about this when um, I think I when I, was, when I finished the DLC and I was talking about the story and we were, we were sort of talking about like, oh, the stuff they're setting up with Harry Osborn, um, 
and how they were setting up Miles before we knew that Morales, Miles Morales was coming out. Seeing the two of them, seeing how they make the story work between Miles and Peter with now Venom as well, I think is going to be very fun. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think there's a lot of room for a really good story in there. Do you think Venom's going to be Harry? That's what they were setting up at the end of the first game. Yeah, but do you think it's going to be Harry? I reckon it's going to be like Norman. I think it'll be Harry. It'll be Harry? I don't know. That's what they were setting up. Yeah, I know. Like a bait and switch. Eh. Maybe it'll be Dr. Octopus again. He shows up and he's the villain in this one as well. (laughs) Whoa! What if it's um, what if it's the businessman Troy Baker from Miles Morales? <laughs> oh yeah, Troy Troy Baker businessman rocks on yeah. rocks on suit. Yeah. What if it's here? I liked him. I liked his performance in that game. Yeah, he did really is- really sleazy villainous bad guy quite well. I don't normally mm. see him do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not like Troy Baker again. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was a different performance. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, what's your one standout? If we haven't already said it. I don't really, I don't know if I have like one standout. Like, I'm excited for Wolverine. That's like, I just, I just want to know what that game is. I think that's probably my standout. Like, it's not like yeah. a, I'm not like over the moon. Oh my God, I can't believe they're making a Wolverine game. And I'm also like, you know, they announced it and it's just the cinematic trailer. So, how excited can you get? Um, you know, Insomniac's track record is stronger than ever and stronger than most studios have ever had a track record. So, like, you know, I'm excited because I know that they make good games that I enjoy and have for, you know, Decades. my entire life. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a departure because Wolverine is more adult. Is that an R-rated game? Is that an MA-rated game? Yeah, no. you- Do they go to, like... He's cutting off hands. He's decapitating people. You see the blades come through. Like, yeah. Will Warren say fuck in this? Hope so. Hope so. I, that was one of my favorite parts of Final Fantasy VII was how much everyone was swearing. I was like, oh, right. yeah, this game's adults. <laughs> <laughs> so irrational the- for a 25-year-old. <laughs> what, was the, what was the first game you remember that had swearing in it? Oh. I don't know. Uh Like is there one that sticks out in your mind? GTA, like GTA, I-, I guess, is probably the earliest one I played, but I I didn't really I didn't really play it, you know. That was one I'd yeah. like go to a friend's house and we'd like get in a tank, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have the same the same memories of GTA as that as well. And so that's why I don't even count that because I don't yeah, I don't internalize exactly. any of the dialogue in that game. Yep. Um like Call of Duty, uh, yeah. Like Black yeah. Ops, Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare One. Oh, this is hard. Um, yeah, right. There's a. I'm trying to think. Like not any Wii games, except like Mad yeah, World or No More Heroes. Yeah, but I didn't really not. play those. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's tricky. First mm. game. 
Must have been GTA 4 after that. But yeah, probably Call of Duty if I played any of those, any of the campaigns. They definitely swear in those. But like that, that game felt like it was trying hard. Yeah, that game wasn't like cool swearing. Yeah. That was, was like, like they're, all, they're all jarheads, right? They're exactly. All fucking, it's military yeah. fantasy swearing. It's like, yeah. Assassin's Creed, I think maybe. They say shit in that. They yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Desmond in the normal thing. Yeah. Mm. Probably called them bastards at some point. Yeah. Oh, and you know, oh, no, he your, probably, I reckon he probably just said, like, what the fuck is going on? You know, it's like, your absolutely called someone a motherfucker, right? It's your yeah. absolutely said motherfucker, but like, motherfucker. What's Katso? Is that shit? I don't, I don't know. Simply said that. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's 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 called people bad things in another language that I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. And there we go. That's the last we'll ever speak of this showcase ever again. Hope so. Honestly, probably will be. I, there's really not yeah. that much more to mine out of it. <laughs> I will. I will revisit this showcase in five years as a retrospective of all of PlayStation's showcases. Yes. I have, I am interested to because I ha- I haven't really seen our I didn't go back and listen to what we were talking about so while I'm downloading the files for this I might go back and listen to our immediate first thoughts because I I actually can't remember them off the top of my head um, from when the showcase finished or when Wolverine was revealed I might go watch that um, hey, Kerry, you can do that as well our thoughts <laughs> you could do that as well on minimap.com.au uh, where you could find this podcast all of our other podcasts the written word and uh, our reaction uh, video there at the end of the website. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> like I said at the start of the podcast, if you want to support the show, you can give it a positive rating on your podcast service of choice. That helps out a lot. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, to support us there. Um if you want to keep up with the releases as they come out, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Um, that one is good because uh, every time a podcast is released, we give you a little 30 to 90 second snippet of uh, what came out and what's a notable part of that podcast. Um, so it's a nice little bite. We also shared um, a fun little segment from well, episode 14 or something earlier this week that was... Very funny. Just so funny. I re- highly recommend you go back and watch it. I, I retweeted it. Jeremy retweeted it. It's, it's on the so good. account. It's so, it's so fucking good. good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's look so look out for those Twitter accounts. Mine is at KJPalmer underscore 24. Jeremy. is at Obi-Wan-Jez. Uh, yeah, if you feel like a laugh, I recommend finding that tweet. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back next week with some more things to talk about. I um, I might be able to talk about a game that I'm embargoed on by then. Otherwise, it'll be the week after, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, until then. Skyrim, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, the Legendary Edition, the Special Edition. Yeah, it's the Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Final Fantasy thirteen too. Or 10-2. Yeah. Can't believe they made a 13-3. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Like a third, like Final Fantasy 13, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
How did that happen? I'm going to assume this part is staying in. And I'm going to ask you this time before the podcast ends as well. Apex? (laughs) (laughs) Good play, Apex. Good play, Apex.